welcome to Extreme One to Watch. We are here today with Dana Burnshaw, myself, Destiny Crane, and our guest for the day, Winter Guestman. Thank you. Yes, welcome Winter, and we look forward to visiting with you. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started barrel racing. I got started barrel racing because my family owned um, ranches and feedlots back home in Idaho. And um, my cousins all barrel raced, everybody rodeoed, and um, yeah, I think it just kind of began there for the love of horses when I was really little. Yes, and at what age did you start competing in barrel racing? Um, I want to say about 10, 10 11. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Little girl that always loves her horse, yep. right? Yep. So what events? Uh, I know you've been a multidiscipline rider and have done many different uh, events. What? Can, give us a little rundown of some of those. My two passions are actually um, barrel racing and the reigning cow horse. So mm -hmm. I like to ride the reigning cow horses and work cows a lot. Um, I've done some other things, but I just keep going back and forth between those two. Yeah. What do you love about the reigning cow horse and what are the similarities between them and the barrel horses or are there any? I love the rain cow horses just because of, well, I like to go fast down the fence and turn. <laughs> Brave <laughs> which is, soul. That's a similarity. Which is right my there. favorite part. I love it. <laughs> I always get yelled at by my trainers because they're like, when I'm doing circles, they're like, you're going too fast. I'm like, I'm barely loping. They're like, you're not running barrels. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, and doing the slide stops and turns and stuff. Um, so yeah, pretty much all of it. and. I guess the training, the physics of the horses and the training, there's so much training to go in both events. But I feel like with cow horse, like, it's just, you're doing, you're like working your horse out of the herd and then you're like asking them to do so many maneuvers. And so it's, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of work. But barrel racing has its challenges too, in the same aspect. Yes, do you feel the cow horse side of it has helped with your barrel racing training as well? Yes, I feel like it's helped me with my hands and the understanding of the um, physical side of how horses work and connect. Um, it's, it's helped me to learn to understand, um, I guess, just how a horse moves and where they're moving, their hind end, their neck and their feet, you know, so I can actually feel, feel them underneath me. I think you have a great and interesting career choice. And if you could tell us a little bit about that and how you got into what you do. Okay, so um, like I said, my family back home in Idaho had feedlots. And so my job at the feedlot was to doctor all the sick animals. And so as a little girl, I used to actually read all the medicine labels <laughs> and the ingredients and how they worked and why they worked. I'd sit there for hours reading that. And I just loved medicine. I loved working with our veterinarians. I loved to learn. And so then after that, I did dental for like 12 years, oral surgery and stuff. And then I kind of got bored with teeth. So I was like, do you know what? I need to do something more. And then I got to, into nursing. Oh, that's wonderful. So late. I mean, you didn't come right out of school and then go in to get your nursing degree. No. You started what year? Do you remember? Um, I was 28. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. So that that's difficult to try to juggle everything and get through it. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really have our traditional schooling as it was. 
I never went to high school. I went and got myself my GED when I turned 18 and then put myself through dental assisting school and then put myself through nursing school. So, um, but I think what really helped me is all the work I did on the feedlot with the veterinarian care and all that stuff and the understanding of medicine. I didn't go through any nonsense. Let's just, you know, yeah. I just had to learn, you know? So um, it's just kind of interesting way to learn things. Sounds like you grew up quickly. Yeah. So do, do you want to share some of uh, your childhood or how you um, well, had to grow up quickly? I just mostly, I mean, I worked on the feedlot full time since I was 12 and broke horses, had some wild horses. Before if something bucked or was a little wild, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is just my jam. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like him friendly. <laughs> Yeah, the so, old saying, age will do what religion never could. Right. It just kind of slows you down and strings yep. you into uh, yep. your path. Yep. And I've had some really wonderful people um, help me learn, like a bunch of old cowboys that really taught me how to ride and how to be soft and how to feel, which I'm still learning. I feel like I just, you know, you, I learn every time, every day I feel like I learn something new. Um, so I've been very blessed. like. People, some people might say, oh, she didn't get to go to high school and stuff. Not me. I look at it as like, oh my gosh, it was a blessing. I get to ride horses every single day since I was 12 years old and learn so much, you know, especially from the veterinarians. Um, I had some really wonderful veterinarians up in Idaho. I had the veterinarian that actually um, started MWI, which is a huge thing in our, you know, life. And um, they taught me how to do C-sections on cows when I was 12 years old. Amazing. I, yeah, so I got to... Yeah, I got to do a lot of cool things that most kids never well, got to learn. Can't learn that in the classroom. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. Life and I love ranch kids because they do have such a grip on reality mm -hmm. that it is they the things that they do can be life or death. Right, right, right in front of them when right. they're uh, faced with it. You have to be quick on your feet and and tough and gritty mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think you just get a grip of understanding about life and the cycle of life a lot younger than you would normally. Tell us what your biggest accomplishment is in barrel racing. I was in um, top of ICA, like the top 15 since I was like 14 till I was about 20, I think. So that was kind of fun. Um, let's see. I've won some stuff around for Nevada for the state for Rain Cow Horse. I qualified for the American this year up in Salina. That that was fun, um, and I guess the other one is just trying to ride my mare. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, she's she's interesting to ride. She's one of the hardest ones I think I've ever um, trained and rode. What makes her difficult? So many things, but at the same time, the most difficult thing about her is a blessing. Isn't that how mm -hmm. things work out? Yeah. She's super fast and snappy but she came off the racetrack and so she likes to run and she knows how to run, yeah. which is awesome. But she, um, sometimes she forgets to turn a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, I know that you're really good at turning disadvantages into advantages and you've had several in your life that you've had to turn around. And um, I know I'm just speaking that your biggest challenge to overcome was losing your sweetheart, Bill. Mm -hmm. So um, where, 
what happened with that? And maybe you can give our audience some awareness to, because you did a great cause based on the loss of, of your sweetheart and husband. Um, yeah, he passed away um, August 3rd of 2019 um, from a heart attack. You know, it's a little bit emotional for me. Of course. So I try not to cry, but... Um, Yeah, that was a little, that was um, really surprising. Really took us off guard because he went to his doctors. He was doing everything right. And um, if I would have known now to look back and do different tests for him, because, you know, it was the stress level as being a police officer that oh, yeah. did not help. And so a lot of people don't understand that, like for our first responders or people that are under stress and everything like that, um, they have more heart issues because of the fact of the, all the um, stress that they build up. And um, they can eat right, they can do everything right, they can take the medicine, they can, you know, but they just need to decompress a little bit. And so Bill was on for 22 years, so that's a wow. long time. Yeah, and in time. Las Vegas, it's Las a high <laughs> intense yep. uh, situation to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. And I know you were both in the tragic events um, that happened in Las Vegas oh, as well. Yeah. I mean, that, um, it, what, share that day. That was, that was so crazy. Um, <laughs> I actually did, at the time, I didn't live that far away from that. And um, at the time, my husband, he was in, um, at the gun range. And so that made him a full time where he taught people how to shoot and everything and how to handle guns. And, and I was sitting on the couch. We just got back from a barrel race. It was so funny. We just got back from a barrel race that night and I ended up being on call and I got back at six and I was on call at 6.30. I'm like, woohoo, I made it. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Slide yes. inside. I swear to goodness, that's how my whole life goes. <laughs> I just like, I know for minute for minute exactly where I'm gonna be so I can juggle my schedule. It's so funny. My mom, um, which is Bill's mom, but I call her my mom. She's always like, how, you, you and your crazy schedule. I'm like, mom? I got it. I got to do it if I'm going to live my life. Right. Yeah. And so um, it was funny because I'm sitting on the couch and they had that concert and I looked at him and I said, that sounded like gunshots because I could hear it from my house. Mm. He's like, it wasn't gunshots. This is fireworks because it's too many in a row. Nobody has that big of a gun out. Mm. And then all of a sudden on Facebook, I saw and I'm like, oh my God. And then my phone rang and it was the house supervisor for um, Henderson Hospital. They're like, you need to get in now. I'm like, okay. So I started going there and um, all these people started coming in in the emergency room, like blood all over them, um, shots through their legs, different things. It was, it was, I don't know, it was kind of surreal. It's, it's like you're standing there and it feels like you're in a movie or something. It's just all this craziness happening. And I felt really bad, but I had a gentleman coming in and he's just like, my wife is gone, my wife is gone. He was in shock. And he's like, she died right in front of me. And I'm just like, you know, it's trying to calm people down, trying to like sew people up, trying to get bullets off of them, you know, out of them. And it, I probably went home about 5.30 that morning, washed all the blood off of me, went back in about 6.30, and then worked all day, worked all night, and came home and crashed. Wow. 
so many people that have to step up and do extraordinary things in these very traumatic situations that you'll never forget. You never forget where you are and those kind of things, but you, Winter, were right in the middle of all of it. And uh, I'm sure you helped save many lives and help comfort so many because that's you and your personality is just to get in and help and, and, and to do whatever you can in these tough situations. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to say the least. Um, but luckily we didn't, we didn't lose anybody at Henderson. Everybody was treated really well and we got everybody, you know, um, safe and secure and taken care of, so. That's remarkable. We're so yeah, appreciative yes. of all of, uh, to your point, the first responders on the front lines of all of these things because we uh, we depend so much on their expertise and help. Mm -hmm. And it's um, a big thank you to all of you that really uh, came to aid. And I know Las Vegas really pulled together as a community over they that. They really did. Yeah. It really is that Vegas strong. You saw mm -hmm. it all over and I think they are still uh, really unified because of that. Yeah, I think so. And even now through the pandemic with everything going on with COVID and stuff, it's just it's been stressful for a lot of people. So. It, it, Vegas was hit really hard because yes. it depends so much on tourism and that. It sure and, does. Um, yeah, and our events. Yes. And you're mm -hmm. you are the nation central for eventing and big conferences mm -hmm. so yes if you want to talk a little bit about that and and how you've over overcome those things well um because i work in the or it's been interesting to see how um COVID has impacted us i mean there for a while because a lot of our supplies come from China so we ran out of supplies but so we had to go straight back to like only emergency surgeries which you know a lot of people hip implants replacements knee replacements hysterectomies different things that everybody can get every day now had to wait six months you know which made me feel kind of you know made me feel bad because people are walking around hurting or whatever is going on um but our hospitals did a really good job of, you know, keeping track of how much supplies we had just in case for emergencies. And and um, I want to say they did a really good job of um, trying to manage like the outcome and when we get supplies back. Yeah, we're so if if we've not learned anything on this, it's we're all connected yep. and we're all related to everyone else's circumstance. Yes. And if oh. one is suffering and hurting, the rest of us are. And it really does make it uh, difficult. Oh, you have been such an inspiration to so many. What would you go back and tell your 18 year old self now that you have all of this wisdom in this cute little frame of winter guzman? Probably not to worry so much, you know? I used to stress a lot. I used to stress about, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Am I, you know, what's gonna happen if this happens or that happens? And you know what, all that worrying doesn't do anybody any good. So you just gotta try 100%, and then you know if it's meant to be, it'll be. So I just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, just keep on going, and you know, and it's your mind. You change your mind of how you look, the aspect of your mind. Like I can look back and be like, oh, poor this, poor that. But you know what? Actually, 
everything that I've gone through has been an amazing learning lesson or amazing opportunity for me, you know. And yeah, I'm. it's horrific that I lost Bill, but at the same time, I have to be thankful the fact that I had him for 13 years. Oh. You know? That's a really good way. I mean, that's what I, one of many things I love about you. It's it's all about your attitude and you, you taking responsibility and not falling, I mean, as a victim, to your point, you could just go backwards and, and pull the covers over your head, but you've went out, you made a difference. You went and put into a positive charge for awareness, for officers, you turned, um, you kept his name relevant by doing things that you could. And that's great advice. Uh, I often say, worry is a prayer for what you don't want. Yep, exactly. And that if you keep thinking negatively, things are gonna happen, I believe, negatively. So you have to look at the positive things and okay, you know, like how can I look at this like for today, like for example, I hit a barrel, you know? And I was like so sad because I actually rode right with my hands. I'm like, oh, thank God. But she turned and snapped back so hard. And I was like, oh, just one more step, please. Yeah, but I'm so thankful that I actually rode with my hands correctly. And she's work she's turning so hard. When before she used to run by, I'm like, oh, see you later, Beryl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's working. Now she's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is amazing. And the timing is so crucial. Oh. It's like one stride, as you say, makes the difference of first it, and last and hitting a barrel. And, it, really does and especially when you're going that fast oh yeah like 15 seconds 14 seconds when you're going that oh, fast yeah. there is like one little bobble can change mm. the whole outcome back <laughs> home they used to love to watch me um because i was like i said i was on some wild horses so either i was gonna win the whole thing or else i was gonna fall off and it was gonna be amazing thing to watch <laughs> you were entertaining no matter yes, what right always entertaining always entertaining um yeah, I remember one time I was running indoors up in um, Idaho, which John Rozier owns the arena now. And I had this horse named Flash and oh, he was so fast. He was amazing, but he was scary to ride because it's one of those horses that didn't care about the ground. He would just run yeah. and you just hope that you came out on top of him when he got back. And he, uh, he, he ran to the first and I'm like, oh, awesome, first barrel. And then I forgot to really sit down hard for the second. So I whipped over the top of him and my <laughs> head was like down by his legs on the shoulder and he's running down to the third barrel. And I don't know how in the heck I got up or anything, but I was cleared over and right before the third barrel, I had just enough power to whip myself back up. He turned it <laughs> and ran down and ducked after the timer and I fell off and won the whole barrel race. <laughs> That would be, that would make all of, that would be a good viral video. Now it's yep. too bad that we don't have a, a live video I of that show. I used to have that. Yeah. Well, yes. we should get a photo or something of that. That would be great to, right? to show. Oh, I have some photos of me being a spider monkey. Like last month in Colorado at the Team Fearless finals, Jewel, she decided like, she'll go out there and like run a perfect run and then the next day she decided to run and she was going to the second barrel on the wrong side. And I'm like kicking her. And so she just means, oh, you think we should go faster? I'm like, I'm kicking her with my inside. Like, please get over, please get over. And the last second she goes, wham, like this. And I have pictures of it. I'm hanging on for dear God, coming around <laughs> and stuff. She turns it. I'm like, and I end up
up having one of the fastest runs up there. But I was just like, oh, thank God. And it, I swear to goodness, it's from all these horses from when I was younger bucking me off and being crazy and wild. Yeah, you you're a trick rider. Yeah. <laughs> right along with being a barrel racer, right. you can ride right. the tricks. Right. So, oh. yeah. Well, you're always, we love having you come to our extreme events. You're part of our extreme family. We think the world of you. Thank and. You. And we wish you nothing but the best life has to offer. Thank you. You've always uh, dusted yourself off and got back up and you've had a lot of knockdowns. So we really love and appreciate you, Winter, oh, and we you. wish you nothing but the best. Well, I appreciate you guys. You guys always have the best ground. When I heard you guys were coming down here, I was, a lot of people were worried about this ground down here, but I was like, it's extreme. They'll make the ground perfect. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and truly this ground, everybody's raved about your guys' ground here. It's oh, been amazing. And you guys put on seriously the best races. Oh, you're oh, very kind. You. you know, we our, always love to see your big smiling face oh, and you always okay. bright up the room or the arena when you oh, when you walk you. in and I appreciate that but it's been seriously it's a blessing because there's not very many races that we can go around that is so close that we can run with so much money mm. and that's so nice because usually they're like in Texas or somewhere so far and I'm just like yeah. I would have to like not work mm. and it's it's awesome to run up in Utah and run down here now and other places that you have them Oh, thank you. That's we always want to have those big lifetime earnings to be able to up the earnings and make your program, your horse program, a lot more valuable. If you can run for those kind of checks, then you put those bigger lifetime earnings behind your your horse and your horse program. And um, so, yes, it's a pleasure to always uh, put these big events on in the West, and and we we look forward to what what we can continue with with all of you supporting it. Oh yeah, it's definitely a game changer because back when I was younger trying to barrel race, it was amazing if we had like 1,500 to run at. Yeah. And now we have all this money to run at, I'm like, woohoo! Yes, yes. <laughs> Over a million dollar payouts at one race. Right, right. <clears throat> How amazing is it that? It is, it's real. And in a 5D format, because when you are hanging off the side, sometimes you yeah. can't win the race. And that's with Jewel. <laughs> I love her very much. She's fast enough for me if I don't ride her correctly, which is, probably about 80% of the time and still working there. Um, she still wins me a check usually in the 2D, which yeah. I'm lucky. I'm very blessed that she's that fast and athletic enough because that doesn't happen yes. very often. No. It is, it, it does. It, it's a. It's kind of like those little extra bonus points and a consolation prize. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. you gotta love that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for mentioning about um, Bill, my heart health for heroes. That means a lot to me because I've been, since the pandemic, I kind of backed off of it, but starting this new year, I think I'm gonna go out and hit it harder. It just was tough because trying to get all the police officers to see the doctors and the firefighters and first responders. Um, but up to date, um, I've had about 20 guys that ended up getting stents and heart surgeries and different things that would have passed away if I wouldn't have forced them to go in and see wow. the doctor. So what's, what's the... Um what recommendations can you give them um, for those watching at home that have first responders? Um, what do they need to look for? So they actually need to, because I know they have a yearly test for the police officers and firefighters, but they're not testing the correct tests. That's why Bill got um, didn't know what was going on because he was 99% um, blocked on the left side. 
Yeah. And um, so they need to go to their heart doctors and ask for a calcium test and a couple different tests and tell them what they do for a job. And that usually the heart doctors know exactly tests and they can see exactly if there's any blockage, any plaque or anything. And like I said, it's not necessarily a diet. It's a stress that we have in our life. And I don't know, I've been thinking about it a lot, but I'm trying to figure out some kind of program to help people de-stress like first responders or something trying to figure some way somehow because that's what a lot of it is you know and I think that's why we're so lucky as a barrel racing community I really do believe that it's I mean it you do spike with adrenaline and different things but mm -hmm. there you've got to find a way to decompress and, yep. and whatever that is mm -hmm. uh, looking forward to doing something else because we do build up so many different stresses in our life mm -hmm. and and I just, I know you'll go do more great things and you've already, it has to feel really good to have saved lives. Even if you had your sweetheart yes. taken from this, at least you can help someone else's sweetheart still be there for them. Exactly. And that's the thing is Bill would want me to do that because he, when he was training, he was just, he was always writing new policies, helping the guys out saying, if I can just have some guy, if I helped him in some way and they could go home, at nighttime because I helped him in their training, then I did my job. He's like even one person. And so this is kind of a way for his legacy to live on. Wow. And what a what a wonderful thing. He he was very lucky to have you and you were just such a dynamic duo and I just it broke all of our hearts when that happened to you because we know what a what a great team you both were and um, we wish you all the best in the awareness and helping others to uh, fix their their issues so that they can have a long, happy, healthy life and not have it cut short. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back in the winter circle with Extreme as well, too. Thank you, Destiny. Yes. Yes. Dana. Yes. And we'll see you next time on Extreme One to Watch. Thanks for listening to Extreme One to Watch. Please subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends and family, and join us on our next episode of Extreme One to Watch.